Good morning. It is time to get up with what is now officially the craziest week in NBA history. KDOMG dealt in the dead of night. Meanwhile, wait till you see what Kyrie did and then hear what he said on his first night after bouncing from Brooklyn. We've got it all covered every which way. And then hold on. Another future Hall of Famer dealt. LeBron's Lakers make a move. Is it enough to get him back to the top of the mountain? We've got all that and more as we get up with you starting right now. Welcome to Get Up. We are presented presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And I'll just say this. If you are just waking up, Holy smoke, have I got a lot of news for you. It's breaking. It's a blockbuster trade. While you were asleep, the Big Three era in Brooklyn, which can officially now be called the greatest disaster in NBA history, has officially come to an end. Adrian Wojnarowski has been up all night to tell you that Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Here we go with the trade. The Suns get Durant and T.J. Warren, who parenthetically began his career in Phoenix. In return, the Suns get a terrific two-way player in Mikael Bridges, who, by the way, hasn't missed a game in three years. They get Cam Johnson, who's shooting 45% from three. They get four first-round picks with a swap option for potentially a fifth. And so, as you can imagine, we are covered in every conceivable way for you. You see the squad we put together early, and there are plenty more voices still to come. Legs and Wendy, I will get to you in a second. But, Woj, we start with you. Wrapped around the 45 minutes that I think you slept last night, let me ask you this. When I went to sleep last night, Kevin Durant was still a member of the Nets. Why did that change before I woke up this morning? Why is he no longer in Brooklyn? Hey, Greeny, uh, I think the biggest reason Kevin Durant's no longer in Brooklyn is that he didn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. And he wanted to be in Phoenix. This is a, a franchise, a team that was at the very top of his list last summer when he asked out and, and then, of course, rescinded the trade offer uh, prior to preseason. But he told the Nets in recent days and, and certainly since the Kyrie Irving trade that if there was a deal to be made with the Suns, he would like them to make it. And those discussions really gathered momentum late last night when the Nets were able to get in the deal what they wanted, certainly those four unprotected first-round picks. Uh, but Mikel Bridges, that was the key to a deal for the Nets. Uh, and uh, Kevin Durant now goes uh, to a Suns organization with a new owner and Matt Ishbia, who just started on the job, just approved by the Board of Governors last week. Uh, he and Joe Side, the Nets owner, the Nets GM, Sean Marks, uh, James Jones, the GM in Phoenix, you know, they went through this deal last night. Phoenix, you know, into the evening was, you know, fairly serious and, and very engaged uh, with uh, doing a three-team deal that would have potentially landed them um, uh, John Collins from Atlanta. But it got to a point last night where Phoenix saw the opportunity, Matt Ishbia, their new owner, saw the opportunity to get uh, you know, one of the great players in the history of this league who's still at the apex of his game and Kevin Durant. Uh, and he went the distance 11 midnight uh, and they got this deal done uh, in the wee hours. And so Durant is on his way to Phoenix and Brooklyn, you know, this grand experiment uh, of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, uh, it is officially over. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa.
stay close by because a who knows what else may happen oh by the way the trade deadline is coming up this afternoon and b feel free to continue filling in blanks here as i want to bring legs and wendy into the conversation as well here and legs here's what i find remarkable a week ago this morning you were in this room with me and i asked you the question could you see this brooklyn nets team when kd comes back healthy being a legitimate contender to win the championship and you said yes and six days later, we find ourselves where we find ourselves now. Have you ever seen anything like what has happened to the Brooklyn Nets in the past week? No, I haven't. And, and now you look at this, Greeny, and I think we're talking about something that's going to go down. I think it's not just maybe the, the greatest underachievement in the history of the NBA. This is one of the greatest underachievements in the history of team sports. Because when they put these three guys together, that should have been guaranteed titles. I think it was the greatest collection of offensive talent ever assembled at the top of one roster when all three guys were there. And the reason that I felt that way about the Nets last week was because I think this was the best stretch Kyrie Irving had as a net. He looked bought in. He looked engaged. The Nets had run off at one point 18 out of 20 when Durant was still playing. So you're thinking, well, get him back, and they're going to be right there in the mix with those top three in the East. The one thing, though, that you they overestimated – was guys' willingness to buy in for the long haul and be committed to be in the foxhole together no matter what. And they, they made a huge overestimation there. They had a gamble that didn't pay off. And now you look up, and, yeah, they got a lot back in return, but they are now left without a single star, and they started this entire experiment with three of the biggest stars in the game and three of the best offensive players this league has ever seen. And now you end up with one playoff series win to show for it three and a half years later. It's really absolutely incredible. Let's put this into perspective if we can here. When it comes to superstars, again, I like Mikael Bridges a lot as a player. I voted for him for Defensive Player of the Year last year. He's a good player, and the draft picks may turn into good players down the road. But when it comes to the star caliber players that we're talking about here, to the point that Legs just made, they had Kevin Durant, they had Kyrie Irving, and they had James Harden. And they turned that into what they just got back from Phoenix and Ben Simmons, who, let's just be honest, right now might be the worst contract in the entire league. So that's where the Brooklyn Nets wake up this morning. Wendy, I would ask you the same question. You've been around a long time. Have you ever seen anything like what has happened to the Brooklyn Nets in the last week? Not at all, but I, I don't think it's perspective is in 10 minutes. Right now, let me just say this. On Sunday, the Brooklyn Nets made a trade for Kyrie Irving that was set to put people around Kevin Durant. Spencer mm -hmm. Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, those were around Durant trades. They weren't going to do they weren't doing this on Sunday. Monday, they're looking to reroute draft picks. They're looking to potentially reroute uh, Finney-Smith to maybe upgrade even the team around Durant. Then Tuesday afternoon, Adrian Wojnarowski puts out a story that says there are tough conversations. I don't want I think it was hard conversations or tough conversations and there was a big giant record scratch in the NBA. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 okay? The Nets were full bore, still salvaging this season with Kevin Durant on Monday. And then all of a sudden, it changed. And instead of there being an auction for his services where you would have a bunch of teams bidding, as we saw in the frothing of the mouth last summer when he made his trade demand, it became a covert one-team negotiation. And that one-team negotiation is from an owner who took the team over a few hours beforehand and the only place that Durant wanted to go. 
and a trade offer that the Suns would not have made, and in fact, I don't believe did make last summer under Robert Sarver, they were willing to make because this, by the way, this owner, Matt Ishbia, the NBA expedited this. The original timeline, he would not have been able to have the team. They expedited it to get it in within about 24 hours. He, he had a press conference 24 hours before the trade deadline. And then he comes in and then greenlights this, the sequence of events. I mean, obviously there's historical context here. Obviously there's historical perspective, what happened to the Nets. But just the sequence of events in the last few days, an ownership change, a, a change of heart by Durant, the Nets willing to acquiesce, which they weren't willing to acquiesce in the summer. And now you have an incredible fallout. The Nets have too many perimeter players. Now teams like the, 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 the Lakers, the Clippers, the, the Grizzlies, who had set their rosters about how they're going to compete in the West, now have to worry about guarding Kevin Durant. Hmm. And so it's, it's a mad scramble. I, I'll say one more thing and I'll give you the ball back. Last night, midnight, I don't know whatever time it was, I'm on the phone with the team that had just done a trade. Okay, They're positioning their team. I'm going through the trade with the league executive, and he goes, holy bleep, Woj. <laughs> I didn't even know. He didn't even know. That was the whole league. The whole league went holy bleep. And now we're in a mad scramble till 3 o'clock. This was the kind of Woj bomb that blows up the entire league. And by the way, you can keep the ball all morning long. We're not going anywhere in this Woj. Pick it up from there. Because he makes an interesting point. The, D, the Kyrie deals they made, uh, and, and that's one of the things that I think I'm having such a hard time wrapping my mind around. Because Wendy's exactly right. Those were not deals that seemed to in, in, insinuate that this was about to happen with Kevin Durant. So go ahead, Woj. Pick it up from there. That's right, Greeny. If, if the Nets wanted to, to say, hey, we're going to rebuild, we're going to go into a full rebuild, or we're not going to try to compete and build around Kevin Durant, maybe they do the Lakers trade and get the 27 and 29 first-round yes. picks. They didn't do that. And, and as these conversations with the Suns were starting to gather – uh, a little momentum and a little bit more momentum, and there's a little more back and forth. The Nets were still having parallel conversations all around the league on deals that were going to make this team, in their minds, better. You know, could they get OG Ananobi? Could they get John Collins? Uh, a Karis LeVert in Cleveland? Really, any of the available or potentially available players in the league, uh, they were talking on and trying to get deals uh, potential deals done, and at the same time showing Kevin Durant, here's what we might be able to do here. Here's what we could do here. And then really at the, you know, really at the apex of it last night when they were about to get the deal done with the Suns, you know, the Nets, Kevin Durant looks at what the trade is from Phoenix because if you're Kevin Durant, and he, he went through this all summer last year, okay, you might want to go to Miami, uh, you know, the, any of the teams that he had interest in, Boston, what does that team look like after they trade for me? So what am I mm -hmm. arriving? Is there enough left there for me to win with? And he looked at what that Suns deal was, what that trade would be, and still wanted to go. And then the Nets decided, okay, we're going to do the deal. But all the way into the evening, they were still putting together potential trades uh, with the idea that they were going to keep Kevin Durant. And that was the kind of parallel path the Nets have been on really the last – 72, 96 hours, really since Kyrie Irving was traded on Sunday. That's it's extraordinary insight. And, I mean, the, there is no drama quite like NBA drama. Legs, help me try and digest some of this. I mean, what, how, how 
You just heard this conversation, and, and, and I'm so glad, Wendy, that you brought that up, and then Woj, that you filled in all the blanks there for us, because those are the two things, the two trades, the two monster trades the Nets made in the last, whatever it is, four days, do not feel as though they fit together like pieces in a jigsaw puzzle. So, Legs, how do you take all this in? Yeah, listen, you're right. These trades were not connected in a way that was going to lay out the best path going forward for the Brooklyn Nets. There's no question about it. I mean, think about it. They got three small forwards in one night. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like the plan for any team to have, right, when you're trying to build a complete roster on the floor. That's what they end up with. And I think, really, now the story is going to become look at what is going on in the Western Conference with the number of star players. Just start writing them down on paper because I did it last night. And I don't know that any conference – at any time in the history of the league has had more star power congregated than the Western Conference does right now. And what does that all spell for teams like Denver and Memphis, who have had great regular seasons to this point? A team like Sacramento, who's been such a great story, could end up in three seed. Well, all that's going to change now. Look, I still love Denver's team. Memphis, I think, now takes a step back in terms of expecting them to come out of the West. But now you look at the teams like Phoenix and Dallas and the Clippers getting Kawhi Leonard back playing well, what the Lakers just did, the Golden State Warriors' best, I think, is yet to come once they get Curry. Look at the bottom half of what the Western Conference playoffs are going to look like. You are going to have some home teams, most likely higher-seeded teams, get bounced in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. It is going to be the wildest ride we've ever seen because I've never seen a list of names like this. When you start writing them down, you're talking about some guys gathered that potentially could be top 10, top 15, top 20 players of all time that are now all gathered in one place sitting there in the Western Conference. Our friend C.J. McCollum tweeted, this all began when John Morant said he's good in the West. <laughs> John Morant <laughs> said, no, I'm good getting out of the West. And from that moment forward, the West just got loaded. And to Legs' point, let's put the odds up there, Cindy, if we can, and give everyone an idea of what our friends at Caesar Sportsbook think uh, all this does as far as chances of winning the championship. Well, look at Phoenix. I mean, the, the Suns have just vaulted up to being the favorites in the West and the number two favorite across the entire league. They were 18-1 to before they made this Kevin Durant trade. Now all of a sudden plus 500 behind only the Celtics who've been the best team in the sport basically from day one of the season. You see Giannis right behind them. The Nuggets continue to be good. The Sixers oh by the way and you just heard legs allude to it we had D'Angelo Russell traded to the Lakers part of a Russell Westbrook deal which is fascinating and I guess Woj it does beg the question that Wendy just brought up. You guys have a five hour trade deadline special coming up today and we, we may by no means be done here. Um, you know, the Nets have this excess of good players. Russell Westbrook could get bought out. What, if anything, should the fans be watching closely for? What names are on the radar here that could still wind up being moved that could be consequential before the deadline this afternoon? Greeny, I think one of the, the most interesting names to watch today is Toronto's OG Ananobi, who mm -hmm. uh, had tremendous interest around the league in recent days. But, but think about this now in the Western Conference. There are any number of Western Conference teams uh, who put in fairly significant offers for Ananobi. Uh, that's two, you know, really terrific two-way forward in Toronto. But now with Kevin Durant in Phoenix in the Western Conference, teams like Golden State, Memphis, uh, you know, who are going to have to be able to get through or try to get through uh, the Suns, has the price on Ananobi, the potential return that could be there for the Raptors. Does that go up today? And I think, listen, I think there's still a lot of question about how serious Toronto really is 
about moving Ananobi uh, or any of the other significant players that they've had in trade talks uh, between now and the trade deadline. They, they may just be gauging uh, what the marketplace is to see what the value of these players are, and then you kind of reevaluate it in the offseason. But certainly it leaves open the potential that somebody really blows Toronto away uh, on an offer for Ananobi uh, because you know, what he does well and his skill set, you know, it's at an even greater premium if you're trying to get through KD in the West uh, this season and beyond. Absolutely. And Toronto has been the team I know everyone's had their eyes on with Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet and some others going back. Well, Woj, you and I have been talking about that on Countdown now for several weeks. And so then, Wendy, let me come back to you for a little different kind of perspective here. Dating back to the time that Danny Ainge put together Kevin <clears throat> Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, a lot of people point to that as the beginning of the super team era. And then, of course, LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh kind of took that in a different direction by, by the players doing it themselves. And we've seen super teams, what they did in Golden State, and then this one in Brooklyn. With the way this thing went, I've had people suggest to me, this is going to be the end of the super team era in the NBA. Wendy, when you hear people say that, what do you think? I say there's a new super team that just got born in, in Phoenix less than mm. 12 hours ago. So, no, it's not the end of it. And, you know, we're, the league is very, very much rollicking right now. And, you know, after everything that Kyrie Irving has done over the last three years, he was put on the trade block on Friday. And by Saturday, four teams, some of them I consider very smart and well-run, were making offers for him, trying to build a new super team. And there was a new kind of quasi-super team built in Dallas off of it. So, no. It's not ending. And just to underscore the way the turbulence is moving through the NBA right now, yesterday, we've been, you, you're right, Greeny, we've been talking about the Raptors for weeks because they had potentially the most interesting situation. Guess what happened last night? The Raptors bought. The Raptors made a big trade last night. Well, it's a big trade normally in normal times. They <laughs> trade for Jakob Pertl, a high-quality center, who they're going to say, you know what, we're not going to trade OG Ananobi. We're not going to trade um, uh, Pascal Siakam. We're going to try to actually move up our big hole in their roster as our center. We're going to trade a first-round pick and get Jakob Pertl, and this is going to be great. And now, all of a sudden, their whole situation changed. And so now the market is going to be flooded with wings. So, yeah, maybe you were offering three first-round picks for OG Ananobi yesterday, and you, were, and you were tired of Toronto hem-hawing about what they were going to do. Well, now here's Brooklyn. Brooklyn's got way too many wings. I assume Brooklyn still wants to intend to compete because they're, they don't control their first-round picks going forward. So they've got to restructure their roster again. And now there's a bunch of teams out there that have been trying to get wings, like the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks have been trying to get Jay Crowder for months. They couldn't do a deal with the Suns. Now Jay Crowder is a net. Now you call the Nets. That's a whole different situation. The Bucks woke up with a whole new, um, you know, thought on the world after last night. And this is where it's going to happen. It's going to be a cascading effect over the next few hours. All right, again, because then the, the trade deadline is this afternoon. And as you can see, all morning long for you here, I've got exactly the people you want to hear from, and there were more to come. But, Legs, in the one minute I have here before a very quick break, right this minute, who's the best team in the West? you, you got Dallas, just got Kyrie. They looked very good last night against the Clippers, and they didn't even have Luka. Um, you've got, uh, obviously, Denver remains very good. Phoenix just got, who's the best team in the West, in your opinion, right this minute, Legs? Right now on paper, you're expecting the Phoenix Suns to get to the finals. I am. But here's the thing. The Denver Nuggets are the best team as we sit here. 
This is going to take some time. It's a short window to find your chemistry with Durant, Chris Paul, Aiton, and Booker. But when you look at what I just mentioned, they've got a point guard, a two, a small forward, and a big. That's the best starting lineup on paper. But the Denver Nuggets right now are the best team. Phoenix has the most talent, and I expect eventually they're going to be the team representing the West if they stay healthy. All right, we are working the phones all morning long here. We will bring you all the perspective you could possibly want. I know Jalen's coming up a little bit later. Jay Will's on his way in studio. These three are staying with me as the morning continues. So much to come, including you will see Kyrie's big debut for the Clippers, and then more importantly, you will hear what he said about the KD trade afterwards. I think you will find it fascinating. Don't miss that next. Plus, the day after he became the all-time leading scorer, did LeBron's Lakers suddenly become huge contenders? Another monster trade to talk about as we continue all morning long. This is Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals get up is presented by DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl and in part by the new hulu original docuseries the 1619 project all episodes now streaming only on hulu Once again, the huge news breaking last night, Kevin Durant being traded to Phoenix. Uh, The tweets that are flying in, C.J. McCollum, as I mentioned, 
saying this is all because John Morant said he was good in the West. Robin Lopez made this analogy. This is just like that time in Muppets Take Manhattan when the Muppets, after unsuccessfully attempting to take Manhattan, split up and leave Manhattan. I guess it is kind of like that, except in this case it was Brooklyn. Coming up much more on the blockbuster. Are the Nets the biggest failure in the history of sports? Are the Suns now the favorites to win the whole thing? We'll answer all those questions and more. Stephen A is on the way. Let's get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You are watching Get Up, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And holy smoke, if you were just waking up, Massive breaking news from Woj overnight involving Kevin Durant. This was the tweet, as you see, 1.09 a.m. Eastern. Kevin Durant traded to Phoenix for two-way player Mikhail Bridges, sharpshooter Cam Johnson, and four first-round picks. Kyrie Irving, after his debut in a Mavericks uniform, was asked about it last night. Listen to what he said. I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of, um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty. Just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, I, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Oh. I'm just glad that he got out of there. I mean, here's Jay Williams. He's it was all for- a dream. He's, he's looking forward to seeing him a little bit more. They were teammates a week ago, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, and, and now he's looking forward to seeing <laughs> him a little a bit more because they're playing in the same conference. All right, again, Legler and Wendy. We had Stephen A's coming and Jalen Rose is coming and Jay Will is here from KJM on ESPN Radio. I, I mean, the Nets. 
There are people today, and you're very close to the organization, mm -hmm. there are people today saying this is the greatest failure in the history of not just the NBA, but maybe sports as we know them. What do we say about that today? I mean, essentially, they're in a worse place than where they were pre-Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I mean, at least that lineup before had Spencer Dinwiddie, it had Jared Allen, it had Karis LeVert. Look how J you know, Jared Allen's playing in Cleveland. And to me, this is a bigger picture of understanding that when you don't have a homegrown superstar to complete your big three, think about Boston. Paul Pierce was there right. before you brought in Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. He understood the culture. He understood tendencies, what the standard of excellence was. Dwayne Wade was there before you had LeBron and Chris Bosh. And right here, the mismanagement of personalities ultimately falls on the players, but more so on Sean Marks and Joe Sy ultimately on where this organization is today. Why? Because Why it's your it job to that? manage the personalities. It's your job. Are these personalities manageable? Kyrie just decided if they weren't going to give him his long-term contract, he wanted out. And then Kevin Durant decided he wanted out, and they just acquiesced. Hey, it's a tough job, but this is why the guys get paid the big bucks. I think any organization would give that. They would do it again if they could, right? But I also tell you this, Greeny. How does it make you look at James Harden? What was all the stuff looming around James Harden? He's out of shape. He doesn't want to buy in. James Harden got out of there because James Harden saw that and how it worked with Steve Nash, not holding certain people accountable. Kevin Durant gave us a tea leaves uh, insight to this by saying, hey, I don't want Sean Marks or Steve Nash here. People were telling you what time it was, but you still take a risk to make it work. But let me tell you what time it was. A week ago today, you and I were talking about them as championship contenders. What the heck happened? Kyrie's now with the Dallas Mavericks, and Kevin Durant has the best chance to win a championship and giving CP3 the best chance of his career to win one in Phoenix. That's where we are, Greeny. I, 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 I keep saying it was all a dream. There's a reason I keep saying it. It's Biggie Smalls' words, you know? It, 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 I mean, it's hard to believe that it got to the get ahead legs. Jump in here with me because I'm, I'm running out. Of, I don't have the ability to describe what has just happened because not only does it feel unprecedented, but it seems so completely illogical that it's difficult for me to put it in perspective. Help me, Legs. Well, listen, it just goes to show you that you don't write names on a whiteboard and write checks and guarantee winning because the one thing that matters most is the psyche. And I don't think the collective psyche was there. At least it may have been there in the beginning, and it eroded over time. And it started with James Harden. He wanted out first, and that should have been, I guess, the first sign to all of us of what really was going on in Brooklyn. And then it just completely, obviously, fell apart here over the last several days. And the reason I say this is the biggest underachievement in the history of team sports, probably, is because when you put those three names on paper, to me, that was as close as you could possibly get to guaranteeing multiple championships because of the number of ways that those three players could beat you offensively. Each of them individually could win games as a scorer, but then you also added the playmaking component of a James Harden, and it looked like a guarantee, or at least as close as you can get to one. Obviously, it didn't work out that way, and now we're going to sit there and watch the future paths of these players, and I think when you look at all of them, Kevin Durant ended up in the sweetest spot with the best chance ultimately to get his third ring. I think James Harden and Kyrie Irving are still going to be looking at the end of the season for Kyrie to get a second and, and for James Harden to get his first. Perhaps, but, Wendy, I mean, it must be acknowledged. Harden has a real chance in Philadelphia. There's no question he has a chance. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving has a real chance in Dallas. 
Kevin Durant has a real chance in Phoenix, and the Nets, who had all three of them and were forced, forced to lo lose all of them and get back, for all intents and purposes, nothing in return. What does this say about where the league is right now, Wendy, that these stars were able to essentially t talk their way, just demand their way out of this franchise and, and reduce this billion-dollar business down to where they sit today? Well, first off, I'd like to just point out that Kyrie and James Harden are free agents in the summer. So if you think this is over, <laughs> it ain't over. Fair and enough. Kyrie really wanted, was interested in being in Phoenix. So just start thinking about that. But let's put that off to the side. This didn't start when Harden wanted out. This started in 2019 when the Brooklyn Nets decided the only answer that they would give to, to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and really it was Kyrie Irving, because Durant was coming alongside for the ride. It should have been Durant leading and not Kyrie, but whatever. Kyrie used some mind trick to get Durant to go along with him. I still, I didn't believe it then, I don't believe it now. And they just kept saying, yes, you will pay DeAndre Jordan $40 million. Yes, you will fire Kenny Atkinson as the coach. Yes, you will hire Steve Nash as the coach. Yes, you will do this. Yes, you will do this. Yes, it wasn't until the Nets started saying no that there were problems. No, Kyrie, you can't have the exact extension you want. No, Kevin, we're not going to trade you with three years or four years left on your contract. No, Kyrie, we still said you can't have the extension that you want. They were saying yes, 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 yes. They lost control, and when they started saying no, then everything fell apart. It is The foundation of the team was built on sand, and it was always mm. set to fall apart. The talent was always there, but the structure wasn't there, and they did it because they were desperate to build a super team because as a super team is what you what you have to have in the NBA. And it is a, it is a lesson, but I don't think it's a lesson that's going to change because we, we you know we see all of these things playing out. We see teams crawling all over themselves to do it. We've just seen you know the Lakers were trying like crazy to get Kyrie Irving who has just blown up, you know, multiple teams in a row a couple of days ago. And then you see you know the Suns I mean you the Suns, you know, last summer were like, there's no way we can make a trade like this for Kevin Durant. We can't give bridges. We can't do this. We can't do that. A new owner comes in and says, all of those no's are now yeses. So now we're saying yes again. This is the way of the world in the NBA. And I don't see it changing anytime soon because the talent is still so darn valuable. So, I mean, and, and Stephen A. says this to me all the time on Countdown. Kevin Durant chose Kyrie Irving over Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. We wonder why. You're so close to the and situation, Kawhi Leonard. How and did Kawhi this Leonard. happen? Well, what Wendy just said, the foundation being built James. upon sand, sand, correct? Yeah. So you got to think about when that decision was made. That decision was made when KD was coming off of an Achilles injury. Right. A very fragile moment of his right. career. Right. So when Kyrie and KD have always been best friends, their ability to partner up became at that moment there where Katie's like, all right, like, let's go to Brooklyn. Let's create something on our own. But the challenge always from Sean Marks from the beginning was that Kyrie was the one that said he wanted to come to Brooklyn first. So Kyrie looked at this as his team. Now, the talent would tell you that it was Kevin Durant's team. But the challenge Sean Marks and Josiah always had is that the leader of that team was Kyrie Irving. And people didn't want to hear that. And that was the challenge they were always going to have because at the end of the day, Kyrie was the one saying what he wanted to be done. Kevin Durant is one of the, let's call it conservatively, 15 greatest players that ever lived and maybe greater than that. Why would he ever consent to being on a team that is anyone's team but his? Because I'm going to tell you this about Kevin Durant, Greeny. 
Everybody says, oh, like, what's Kevin Durant's legacy? Where's his home? Was it in Golden State? Was it in OKC? Was it in Brooklyn? Will it now be in Phoenix? Kevin Durant's home is the basketball. It's the hoop. That is his legacy. He is the ultimate mercenary. His home is to win and to play basketball. He doesn't care where he does that. He doesn't care what people will say about him, even though he will converse with you via Twitter. He just cares about being the best he can be on the court. That's all he cares about, man. Regardless of whether people like it or not, he's the ultimate hooper. I understand that. I guess because I only have you for one more minute and I have to let you go back to the radio show. But I'm just trying to understand how he let all this happen. This all is such an well, epic disaster. And I, ultimately, he's the one who wears it because he's by far agree, the agree. best but player I feel like involved. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, what, what, do we, what do people kill LeBron James for? Well, he has too much power. So then you acquiesce power if you're Kevin Durant saying, okay, Sean, I entrust you guys to figure it out. But then they can't figure out, well, Kevin Durant should have taken more power. Well, we're also yelling at LeBron for taking too much power. So, like, here, like, which one is it? Which one do you want? Do you want the player to have too much power to dictate things, or do you want ownership to have? Like, there's an even balance. And that's where it comes, like, guys like Eric Spolster or Pat Riley who say, hey, look, this is the way we're going to do it. At the end of the day, you need great leadership to help you win chips. All right. I, I, I have to let Jay go back. Uh, KJM, Coast to Coast, ESPN Radio, Windy Leg. Stay with me. Much more from these guys as we continue. Woj is with us. Jalen is with us. And we have the NBA Today trade special coming today. Starts 1 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. Uh, Woj will be there with all of the Woj bombs. Who knows? This, there are still shoes left to drop. You will see it all afternoon live on ESPN. Meanwhile, we are by no means done here. The day after he became the league's all-time leading scorer, LeBron's Lakers make a huge trade last night. It is enough to put them in title contention. We'll answer that question next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You are watching Get Up. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on an astonishing morning in the midst of an unbelievable week in the NBA. Breaking news, if you are just waking up, Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. And you see there the New York Post back page headline, Son of a Gun. KD is gone. Let's take you back over the course of the last 18 months. The Nets, 18 months ago, were within a Durant shoelace of beating the Bucks. If they had won that, they would have gone on to the Eastern Conference Finals. That turned out to be the peak, the apex of the Big Three experiment. Almost exactly a year ago today, James Harden demanded a trade, went to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. 
Uh, then Sunday, after dealing with a year of drama from Kyrie Irving of all sorts, he requested a trade and was moved to Dallas. And now this morning, KD has been moved and all three superstars are gone from Brooklyn. And uh, we have Wendy with us. We have Legs with us. And Stephen A. is coming. And Jalen is coming. And Woj will be back. And Bobby Marks joins us here, our front office insider extraordinaire. And Bobby, now here, here's the way I described this to the staff this morning. A week ago today, the Nets were a legitimate championship contender. And then Kyrie Irving, with one sentence, blew the entire thing up to where they are now at, at the, the worst possible place you can be in the NBA. How in the world can that happen, and what does it say about the power of players in this league? No, you're right, Greeny. I mean, what we're seeing right now is that this Brooklyn team is the 2018-19 version of that 43-win team that Sean Marks can probably sleep a lot better at night. And a month ago, this team was 18-2 in 20 games, and at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving fooled all of us here, right? He fooled all of us that we all believed that this Brooklyn team could win a championship or compete for a championship when he asked to be traded. And now it set the wheels in motion for him to be traded and now for Kevin Durant to be traded last night. And if it wasn't last night, Greeny, it was going to be in June. And Brooklyn eventually just ripped the Band-Aid off and moved forward here. Absolutely. And as Wendy pointed out earlier, the trade that the Nets orchestrated sending Kyrie to Dallas was not the kind of trade that you make if you are rebuilding. So maybe maybe Kyrie Irving would be a Laker today if the Nets had known Kevin Durant was then going to force his way out as well. Speaking of the Lakers, we haven't even gotten to this yet. They made a significant deal last night. The Lakers agreeing to send Russell Westbrook to Utah. And the Lakers in the deal reacquire point guard D'Angelo Russell from the Timberwolves. It's a three-team, eight-player trade. All of this, again, is Woj, who's been up all night tweeting all of this insanity uh, with the trade deadline coming up this afternoon. So, let's, Wendy, uh, help me with this one here. Take me through the Lakers thinking here. Does this mean, does this trade give LeBron and Anthony Davis and company a real shot at doing something in the West this year? Yeah, so all everything we've talked about with the Lakers now for a year, about what could they do to sort of get out of the position that they were in with the Russell Westbrook trade, which stripped down their assets, Rob Palinka and his staff pulled one through the needle here. They basically traded one first-round pick, and some seconds too, but one first-round pick, and they acquired three high-quality rotation players. Their, their entire starting lineup will be completely made over around LeBron James and Anthony Davis with the Hachimura trade and the trade that brought in these three guys. After the Westbrook trade, this team was basically playing three max players and a whole bunch of minimum guys. Their quality of the rotation, with all due respect, was not NBA standard, and they paid for that night after night after night and year after year. You know, they routinely were playing four or five minimum guys in their rotation. Unacceptable, no way to compete. Now they actually have a front six or seven that is a respectable playoff team, and they've got a fighting chance. But I can't under underscore enough, Greeny, Kyrie Irving should be a Laker. And Kevin Durant doing this in this sequence messed this up. We should be talking about a big three in Phoenix playing a big three in L.A. And the Lakers should be excited. But it's amazing that Kyrie Irving is not a Laker the way this all unfolded. It, 
I'm still trying to wrap my mind around all of that because there are too many things here to try and, and, uh, and take in at one time. Legs, let's do it. We know how good Phoenix all of a sudden is. Dallas got much better. Denver's been the best team all year long. Memphis is still very good. The Clippers are good. Where do the Lakers? Can LeBron, at his age, can he drag this team on a deep Western Conference run with what he's got now? I don't know about a deep conference run. I think that depends on, you know, really your perspective on what that would mean. But there's no doubt now they're a more complete team. And I want to say first, you know, a lot of people put a lot of this blame at Russell Westbrook's feet, and I think that was unfair. What you were asking him to do and what you were asking him to accept, I thought he did a pretty darn good job of that this year. And actually was a very productive player. But the fit is significantly better with the guys that they bring in because of floor spacing. On an average night, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley will take 16 three-point shots between them. So the fact that they can space the floor around these two star players, you're going to have a much more cohesive offense. And I also think the late-game decision-making is going to be better. LeBron James is going to trust a D'Angelo Russell, I think, more than he would have trusted Russell Westbrook in those last two minutes of one-possession games when there was a little bit of unpredictability there. So they're significantly better. I love this trade for the Lakers. But does it really move the needle that much when you look at the teams they're trying to catch? I think any way you slice it, they're going to be in the play-in tournament at best. They're four and a half games out of the sixth spot. And the teams they're trying to catch at four, five, and six got better. They're not going to catch those teams. They're going to be in the play-in and then potentially have to go on the road and play Denver or Memphis in the first round. That would still be a very tough prospect to get through it, but they have a better chance to do it today than they did a couple days ago. By the way, Russell Westbrook signed a new contract in Oklahoma City in 2018. Since that time, he's been on five different teams and will probably get bought out of this one and wind up on another. Bobby, quickly, is there another deal for LeBron's Lakers to make? Uh, Wendy pointed out they, they did not trade all their assets. We've talked a lot about it. They have until 3 o'clock this afternoon Eastern. Is there another move the Lakers can make that would be consequential? I'm interested to see what happens with Patrick Beverly. He's on an expiring $13 million contract. Can you get back in the Bojan Bogdanovic sweepstakes? You still have a 2029 first. Is that too rich for you? Uh, Beverly and Lonnie Walker potentially gets that deal done if you're li- willing to give that unprotected. And here's a player in Bogdanovic who has two more years left. And I think you saw with this deal with Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, the Lakers are willing to take back players that are under contract and forego cap space this offseason. And, and then finally on this one, Wendy, A lot has been made, including here, about Anthony Davis and his, let's call it, uh, subdued reaction when LeBron James broke the record the other day. Some people are assuming that means there's some kind of trouble there. Uh, What can you tell us? You were there when it happened. That's the photo. That's Anthony Davis as LeBron is celebrating it. Picture tells a thousand words there. What should we be reading into that, if anything, Wendy? That's NBA time, Greeny. That's 36 hours ago. It might as well be three years ago. The Lakers are a completely different team now with a completely different outlook. And I'm telling you, right now, the whole league is on the phones trying to – it's not going to be a bidding war because if you're the Lakers, if you're the Grizzlies, if you're the Pelicans, you're like, oh, my God, i got to keep staffing up. And if you've got to – that's why the Nets, who have all these extra players now, are going to be selling. The Raptors, potentially thinking about selling – the, the, the Pistons with Bogdanovich, there's going to be a complete waves and waves and waves of ripples here. And certainly the Lakers are going to be in the middle of it. And at the end of the day, I think LeBron will be I, – I just have to tell you, 
the situation around the Lakers, despite that record last night, was terrible. The energy on the team was terrible. Russell Westbrook had to go. If there was one thing that I would say after walking out of this Crypto.com arena the other night, LeBron is the number one all-time scorer. And Russell Westbrook ain't going to be on this team in two days. I think you will see a completely different Lakers team and a completely different mentality when they show up to play the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, who also, by the way, are probably going to have a trade in their hands and improve their roster, and they've won eight in a row. So much more to come. It's remarkable. In the NBA, literally, you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, and everything has changed. And this is one of those days. All of you, stay with me here. And Stephen A. is coming, and Jalen Rose is coming, and plenty more with perspective on all of this. By the way, tonight, two of the top women's teams in the Pac-12 square off in a huge game on ESPN. It's number six, Stanford, taking on number 17, Arizona. Our coverage begins at 9.30 Eastern. All right, we are rolling on with the end of an error in Brooklyn. First Kyrie, now KD. How the actual heck did all of this happen? We'll get to the bottom of it. Woj on the way. Stay there. Get up on ESPN.